Radio. You're listening to Cryptocurrent, the only podcast that explores the bold projects, exciting opportunities, and the growing reach of blockchain and cryptocurrency. Whether you've got skin in the game or you're just crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay Cryptocurrent. Now here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's podcast is brought to you by Request Finance. Manage all of your crypto transactions in one place. Request Finance is a suite of financial tools to make your life easier. Crypto organizations and freelancers use Request for invoices, expenses, payroll, and accounting. Working with over 900 businesses, they work together with leading organizations in DeFi to create seamless financial experiences. For more information, go to request.finance. Again, that's request.finance. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a special guest all the way out in Singapore working on a project that you definitely need to keep your eyes on. We have Christoph with Request Finance. How are you doing today? Fine, thank you. Thank you for having me uh, today. Of course. Well, I want to learn more about you first before we dive in. Can you give us some background on yourself? Yeah, so I'm an entrepreneur with a finance background. Um, also a Y Combinator uh, alumni. I think I've been traveling quite a lot in um, Europe, China, US, and, and now I live in uh, Singapore and I've been living here for four years. And especially uh, where I've got some um, expertise is in the crypto industry because I've been building products there uh, for seven years now. Wow. So you got in seven years ago, so I put you right around 2014. How did you first hear about it? And what made you like decide like, wow, this is an industry I need to, I need to go ahead and pay more attention to? Actually, I first heard about uh, crypto in 2012 uh, with uh, Bitcoin. I was thinking, yeah, uh, interesting. But at this time, I had, a, I had a big job as a CFO in Switzerland. It's only in 2014 when I uh, decided to leave my, uh, leave my job and decided to create a company in the uh, international money transfer industry. But I thought, oh, uh, actually, the, this technology, Bitcoin, is something that we could use as a backbone to power international money transfers. So we actually did it. We, uh, we managed to transfer money from Chinese yuan in China to uh, France, for example, in Euro with Bitcoin as a backbone without uh, the um, transferers to, to know that there was Bitcoin being used. And it cost uh, like uh, 1% instead of uh, 10 to 12%. So that was a, a great use case. Unfortunately, not very, not very legal. So that's not uh, what we focused on. But really, you could see the magic of uh, Bitcoin. And then the, the ecosystem, uh, the crypto ecosystem grew so much. And now, now you've got uh, stable coins. It's much more efficient for international money transfers. Which is amazing. And real quick, just because you're speaking to my entrepreneurial soul for a quick second, you left from being a CFO in Switzerland Bank to going all in or to go into the crypto space. There are a lot of people with nice cushy jobs in the corporate world or just in other facets of their life that are having some success in crypto or even trying to find ways to like start to work more in this space. What would you tell that person who's like conflicted about like whether or not to make the jump? I would tell them to learn, to uh, read the books. There's a great book about uh, Coinbase, another one about uh, Ethereum. I think it's called The Crypto Machine. 
uh, read books, uh, learn, uh, don't spend too much time in the crypto communities, try to learn async. And uh, once you feel like you really understand some part of the ecosystem, which is like, it's really unlikely that you're going to understand the whole part, the, the whole ecosystem. So uh, once you feel like you really understand the part, then you can build something there. You can get more involved. You can even uh, invest if, uh, if that's what you're into. Awesome. I think that's really good advice and I appreciate that answer. So now you dive into crypto, you are sending money with Bitcoin being the backbone, then turn out to be as legal as you would like it to be. But now we have stable coins, we have other means. And it looks like you've been able to package a lot of that together and ultimately create request finance. So tell us what is request finance and what are you ultimately trying to accomplish? This uh, project in the money transfer industry is something that evolved in a comparison service that went uh, through three accelerators, including uh, the Y Combinator. And at uh, the Y Combinator, we understood a few things that are life-changing, such as the fact that all the money transfers happening through our platform, so that was a thousand a month, were always happening because there was a need to pay an invoice in a different currency. Therefore, the whole money transfer industry exists just because the banking system is inefficient and is not uh, financially inclusive. There's a few industries like that. I think the bookkeeping industry is quite close to uh, being a result of inefficiencies in the tax system. So we were like, obviously, it makes so much sense to create a technology for payment requests that could apply to the invoicing uh, use case and also apply to the cross-currency and international money transfer use case. So that's what we are building, Request Finance, that is a product for invoices and payments. This product is relying on a technology and the technology is a request network. Got it. So a lot of different layers built on that. So walk me through each of them. So where would be like the starting point for someone listening? And then what are the different other tools that we can go to on top of it? So basically, there are two websites. That's a good way to start. The first website is Request Network. It's a technology. The technology is doing payment requests on blockchain and connecting to other payment networks, such as Polygon, Ethereum, Phantom, Near, Fuse, Binance Smart Chain, and others. The second website is Request Finance. That's uh, the main product, the one that is driving 90% of the growth of the technology today. And this one is uh, an app. Uh, that is uh, useful to manage crypto transactions in a compliant way. So that's basically companies sending each other invoices and paying them in crypto can now have a compliant setup with proper documentation for their invoices. This app, Request Finance, is actually uh, growing quite, quite fast because it was created last year with uh, one user in September. And uh, now in uh, November, we've got a bit more than 900. So that's 900 businesses who adopted the product. What's interesting is this is just the first website app on top of the technology. And there's going to be a few others. So among the others, which are today less successful, but uh, still promising, there's a create.request.network, for example. And there's a few builders or entrepreneurs who are currently working on uh, integrating request network technology, more or less in a stealth mode at the moment. But uh, it's promising for the future because once one app managed to get traction, then uh, the other ones are, are more likely to get traction as well. Right. 
you're building an ecosystem of tools that all feed each other, which is smart. And you're, you're setting the foundation so that each one can kind of relate to one another and can help service each of the different components of a company. I mean, I was looking on Request Network on your website, and you're saying that you're within 750 plus companies and DAOs that use Request Network, which is awesome. So for someone listening right now, they have a company and they want to be able to use your two resources right now. So Request Network and Request Finance. Walk us through how that process will work. Uh, so there are two types of companies. There's, a, uh, for example, a company that wants to build an um, invoice financing app, payment request app, but for expenses, or even a payment request app for salaries. Such a company needs to connect directly to the protocol, so to request.network, while a company that has operations and is paying invoices in crypto every month and is spending 10 or 20 hours a month uh, managing invoices and making the payments, this one needs to use request.finance for their operations. So they're going to save uh, 16 hours a month. And more than that, it's, uh, it's going to be compliant for them. So they, they have everything to win. That's great. So when you talk about compliance, are pretty much all countries compliant? Or is everything set up to where like if you need to speed out a ledger to be able to give for tax purposes, like it's able to help cover all of that? To make it simple, we've got finance department in a company that needs to prepare the accounts. Then uh, so most of the time there is an external accountant that needs to understand what has been done for the account preparation and build the financial statements. Then an auditor is gonna verify uh, those uh, financial statements and then the tax authorities might do an audit as well. In our case, basically the, the finance department of the crypto friendly company is going to show proper documentation to the external accountant that he is going to be super happy because he's like, oh my God, that's as usual. That's business as usual. I've got an invoice and there's a payment and it's uh, really easy to, to manage. And uh, then the auditor is going to also uh, make a good job and it's going to be uh, quite faster than uh, with other ad hoc uh, crypto transactions and so on and so on. That's something that is uh, uh, helping the, the crypto processes uh, for, for companies. That's great. And it's needed. And companies especially do a ton of transactions all the time, or even if they're being paid in crypto, it's very easy to get overwhelmed with trying to keep track of all of it. So this sounds like a very helpful tool to accomplish that. And even just if, uh, if you're a freelancer, for example, if you are sending uh, three invoices a month and you want to get paid in crypto, that's uh, the most compliant way. So basically, to me, if I was a freelancer, what I would do is I would have a freelance company and an external accountant I would use request finance for sending uh, uh, invoices to my three clients every month. And then I would uh, download the report or download the invoices and give them to the accountant. And the accountant is not going to ask any question. It's very simple. He's used to uh, invoices. He's used to proper documentation. Right. No, that's great. That's a really good way to say it because there are definitely in the crypto verse, a lot more freelancers want to get paid in crypto and don't necessarily have the cleanest way to do it. Just trying to do like a personal person type of transfer and those aren't necessarily the easiest to stay compliant with. So this sounds like a very good solution for a lot of those freelancers. So everyone listening, if you're a freelancer and you're thinking about, huh, I can now get paid in crypto and do it in a compliant way. Request Finance sounds like a great first start. When you were creating this and I just want to take a quick step back again, you went through three different accelerators, including Y Combinator. So you did a lot of refining. You've done a lot to create a product that the users want, that users are using and you've had to probably pivot quite a few times. Can you just walk us through like 
how important it is to one, stay resilient and two, that it's okay to pivot, make changes so that you ultimately create something that the end users will actually use. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew, this is Steve Miller, and I'm the host of CC Live, the show that keeps you up to date with what's popping off in crypto land. Every episode of CC Live brings you the latest news, keeps you updated on the top projects, and decrypts everything you need to know to get ahead in the wild world of Web3. So if you really want to stay Cryptocurrent, join Richard, Chris, and I every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on YouTube Live. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Cryptocurrent's YouTube channel today, and as always, stay Cryptocurrent. It's a search of truth. Seriously, that's a very, very good question. I'm lucky that I've thought about it before. If you really look for the truth in your life, if you've got a scoot mindset, that's a great book, by the way, The Scoot Mindset. Every day you want to search for the truth, even if it's painful. So that's something that applies to people, not only to companies. But when you do it for startups, you need to have this humbleness to try to understand even if you are wrong, that you are wrong and change. And uh, as a person, if you really want to know the truth or get closer, you also need to apply the same principles. So um, yeah, I would say that um, it's okay to pivot as long as you feel good pivoting because you get closer to the, to the truth, to something that you really want to uh, really helping people to helping. Uh, basically what we do is we help the adoption of a banking alternative and the banking alternative is decentralized, fair, is uh, probably going to power the finance of uh, tomorrow. So we are super proud of uh, what we are doing. And as long as we feel uh, useful, we have a sense of uh, achievement and uh, we, get, we get closer to the truth. So we, we feel good. No, that's great. I think that's an awesome answer. I appreciate that. So find your truth. It's okay to be wrong. Be humble, accept it and keep pushing. So you create something that's going to ultimately help others in the, in the people that you're trying to serve. So just going back to request finance, because I just thought of a use case that I think would be very unique. So one of the buzzwords out there right now are metaverses um, and NFTs and everything else like that. And as these different metaverses are being created, they're going to have to have ways to do transactions. Is request finance something that could potentially help service that? It could. So today, among the users of uh, request finance, there are already uh, some uh, metaverse uh, companies, but uh, that's just uh, one case. If we look at uh, the technology that's behind it, it's a payment request without a third party. Those payment requests without a third party could power the different exchanges that are happening in the metaverse. If we were together in the metaverse right now and I want to to buy something from you, then uh, we, we could just exchange directly without an intermediary, without a platform that is uh, taking a fee in exchange for an experience. So that would be much more direct and can also be efficient. But there are a few prerequisites for this to happen. And among the prerequisites, there's a scalability. But as long as we keep growing in the space and the, um, the blockchains keep uh, uh, being more and more scalable, then uh, we're going to be just uh, where we need to be. Absolutely. You brought up scalability. Scalability is a challenge in a lot of different ways. I mean, we can see that with Ethereum and the gas prices that they're having. And the way that I want to phrase this is as you look at where we're going in the future. So again, a year ago, you, you talked about how you had uh, one user last September to over 900 companies now using a product. And I think a lot of that speaks to more companies wanting to move towards crypto, more adoption of crypto. And 
these institutions and these larger companies that are trying to find a way to get in this space earlier. Because I think a lot of them are starting to realize that crypto's here, it's here to stay, and the future of finance is going in this direction. How do you think, as you look into, let's call it the next one or two years, what do you think a major focus is going to continue to be? Like, I, I think like what you're doing with transactions is going to be a huge topic. NFTs are going to continue to be like a, a large play. Metaverse is going to continue to grow. But what do you th- what, what's, on, what's top of your mind that you think people need to be paying attention to? There are many answers to this question. I think it's really important to pay attention to your own knowledge about uh, the projects you deal with. The, the more uh, the ex- uh, excitement increases, the more uh, bad projects get exposure and the more dangerous it becomes to be in that space. So there are a few things to keep in mind is uh, do your own research and uh, don't encourage uh, the bad projects to have a, a good awareness. So basically, we should not support uh, those ones. Uh, most of the projects are good uh, today and uh, I'm super excited about uh, the ones that, that, uh, that, that pop. It's, uh, it's really interesting. I think we just need to uh, let uh, more maturity in the space and avoid um, something like an internet bubble with uh, crypto and with uh, the investments coming from different institutions. If we can just avoid this by being uh, responsible, that would be really nice because uh, we know that this space is going to grow 10x, 100x uh, bigger and uh, we want it to grow as healthy as possible. So I would focus a lot of energy on this. Definitely. Continue to do your own research. Find out what is going on before you just go throw money on it. Prime example, unfortunately, of a scam coin that happened. They got rug pulled. Squid Games, the popular show that's out on Netflix. They came in, someone created a coin, and I think two over $2 million was stolen. Unfortunately, of course, that becomes a buzzword that gives the media fuel to say that, oh, crypto is still a scam, etc. A lot of people that I think are in the space can see through that and say that, like, yeah, scams happen every day, not just in crypto, but everywhere. And it just has more exposure. But to your point, do your research, make sure you're getting into a quality project. Don't highlight these negative ones or that could be a scam. And whatever you are willing to invest, you got to also have some risk tolerance to understand that you could lose it. So be careful with all that. Keep doing your research. Everything's going to turn out okay. But real quick, quick, Christoph, like as we kind of wrap up here, I always like to finish with two fun questions. One of them being, with all the information and knowledge that you've been able to gain over the last seven years in being in crypto, what wisdom would you impart to yourself when you first got started in this? I wish I would have understood earlier that the crypto space was initially something with maybe, I don't know, in 2014, maybe 1,000 builders. So among them, a few exchanges, a few companies. And I would have uh, been a bit more involved in uh, networking because uh, almost everyone among the first 1,000 people have made uh, really, really great things. And um, we can still uh, get in touch, but that would have been even more useful to be uh, a really good friends uh, with uh, that kind of builders and build things uh, together. Another one is the fact that uh, there's a difference between vision and adoption. So you can have the best vision of a decentralized world the best vision of a, of a metaverse, but to build a metaverse as fast as possible. What's the best way in terms of growing adoption? Is the best way to build a metaverse from scratch, like Decentraad or Sandbox are helping with? Is it to build Facebook and convert it to a metaverse? And I think it's obvious that 
uh, once you have captured billions of people, it's easier to do whatever you want with them. So, so that's a big challenge that I wish I would have understood a bit, a bit before because uh, adoption is actually key. And at the same time, we've got some uh, values and uh, there are things that uh, Facebook uh, did and is doing that uh, we would never do. So with some uh, limits, they, we need to focus on the adoption and we need to encourage the projects which have uh, adoption in the crypto space and uh, this whole industry. I agree. I think those are two great lessons. One, going back to it, is networking. Um, so if you're first getting started in this space, make sure you are connecting with a lot of these different communities that are out there and trying to go to some of the conferences and just being involved even in local com crypto communities because you can make some really, really good friendships who connect you to XYZ and it can help expose you and help you grow way faster in this space than you could ever imagine going alone. And the second is, I think, a really cool message between vision and adoption. Adoption is king. It's hard to get there when you're building something new. I think Decentraland Sandbox are both awesome. Um, they don't necessarily have mass adoption just yet, but they do have vision and they do have some adoption. So it's just going to take a little bit longer time, but it doesn't make it any more or less valid. But it just it takes time to build and it's okay to keep chugging away and, and building something great, which sounds like what y'all have been doing with Request Network, Request Finance and all the other great things that y'all are building. Uh, you know, speaking about building, there's something that is quite interesting as well uh, for everyone who wants to build in this space. Whether you're a freelancer, whether you're in marketing, whether you are an engineer, first, the industry pays quite well. Uh, so for the engineers, it's uh, at least 20% above the market. And second, the, the crypto project. So if you look at the projects in the top 500 at uh, CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap, they are all hiring and uh, they are, uh, it's, a, it's a big fight for the best engineers, for the best marketing people. So there's really uh, opportunities. Request is hiring as well at uh, many positions, almost all positions, by the way. So don't, don't hesitate to try to get involved with projects. And even if you just do interviews and it's um, a bit challenging at the interview, it's a good lesson. And then uh, you're going to do five, 10 interviews. And uh, at a at certain, certain time, you're going to find a job in, uh, in the industry if you want to. No, I think that's great. And again, Request Finance is hiring. So if you have um, an engineering background, marketing, or any other of the job descriptions that they have, make sure you go check that out and go apply. Why not? It's a really great industry to be a part of. Uh, Christophe, thank you so much for spending some time with us. What is a final thought that you want to leave with all the listeners here today? I think it's really important that uh, everyone in the space, so the companies and the people, uh, build products that uh, people love. So this is about uh, being uh, adoption-driven and uh, build this with a long-term spirit. So build something that uh, is going to be great in 2, 5, 10, 20 years. So there's really an opportunity right now to build kind of the second wave of internet. So basically, we tried to build internet. Uh, we did not rebuild really it because it's a centralized internet. And now we have a, another chance, but we need to be long-term thinkers. And we need everyone to try to think this way, especially to, to build something great. Awesome. I agree. Build for the future. Yeah, The companies that are building to last are going to absolutely crush and do amazing. And the ones that are just trying to make a quick buck, they might be successful, but ultimately, a lot of people are not going to be successful. So um, I think it's a great final thought. Thank you so much for sharing that. What are ways that people can connect with you and learn more about both Request Network and Request Finance? I think the best is on Twitter. Yeah, just type Request Network or Request Finance and the Twitter profile will, will pop up. 
Same for myself. Connect on Twitter. I answer to almost uh, all the messages. All right. Perfect. Well, again, we really appreciate all your time today, all the knowledge you dropped, all the amazing, amazing advice you dropped as well. And I just really want to tell you thank you again. And of course, for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's podcast review comes from Chikinzi. Nice podcast and a must follow for everyone in the blockchain industry. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to deritterproductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.